Aldrin Sampia on Beyond the Headline. It is 12 minutes after 4 o'clock. We're in conversation next with Dr. Mark Human from the South African Medical Association. It never rains, but it pours in the healthcare system. The South African Medical Association has raised concern about the shortage of healthcare workers in the South African healthcare system. It says, based on the number of registered doctors with the Health Professional Councils of South Africa, um, there are 0.8 doctors per 1,000 patients. However, it says that number is just based on practitioners who are, who are registered with the council, many of whom have immigrated for greener pastures. This means we could have even way less doctors. At the same time, many young doctors have struggled with placement into the healthcare system after university. The World Health Organization prescribes that there should be one doctor per 1,000 patients. Where is the disconnect and how can it be fixed? Dr. Mark Human from the South African Human from the South African Medical Association now joining us on the line. Dr. Human, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. So this issue around the shortage of doctors has been raised consistently, but do we know what the actual number of doctors we have who are operating in the country. Hello, and thank you for having me, and thank you to, to all of your viewers. Um, no, that's the bottom line answer, is we actually do not have an accurate number, um, and that is just because the mechanism used to compile those stats is inherently flawed, as you mentioned, the Health Professionals Council numbers, which are around 48,000 registered uh, doctors, doesn't say how many are in this country. And conservative estimates are that at least 8,000 are overseas. It mm. may be more than that. So that obviously brings our number way down. That number of doctors per thousand is probably below 0.7 and may even be close to 0.6 yeah. per thousand in this country. Then why do we have this disconnect? Because I saw a report indicating that for the, over the past decade, uh, the number of medical graduates have increased by 61%. However, though, the public health sector can't afford to employ them. Yeah, there, obviously there's multiple variations here or, or uh, multiple questions in that simple statement. Um, we have increased our number of medical graduates, but it's hopelessly inadequate. That's the bottom line. We currently train about 2,300 doctors a year, which is an improvement maybe of 60% since since 10 years ago, but it's not enough. Um, if you compare, and I know we, sh- it's, it's, we can't compare ourselves with countries like the UK, but just out of interest, and they do not train a high volume of doctors, just so that I'm stating that. They train 9,000 graduates or thereabouts a year for their population, which is 10% bigger than ours. So 400% more trainees, 10% bigger population. Um, and if you look at doctors that train, you know, countries that train doctors, we're sitting at about uh, 0.4 doctors per 100,000 members of the population. Most countries that are that are worth their salt are, are sitting way higher than that. Um, so we don't train enough doctors. That's the first big problem. We don't retain our doctors. Mm. That's a very big problem. And, and, and that's a complex there's very many reasons why, but in the public sector, I think it, it all stems from disheartening conditions. You know, at the end of the day, most doctors, the vast majority, train because they want to be able to help people. And if they are hamstrung in their efforts to do so at every turn, they look for something better. Um, as our health minister mentioned recently um, in a conference at Sun City, 
um, there is a natural tendency for doctors to migrate towards greener mm. pastures, and that happens across the world. And so countries tend to, you know, loosely categorize into those four groups of poor, 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 rich, rich, poor, and rich, rich. People tend to, doctors tend to move up one platform from wherever they came from, or many do. Um, and so we should accept that a degree of our doctors will leave, but we also should not put obstruction in the way of the doctors that will come our way from the tier below us. And and certainly the the, the um, facility for doctors to come who are trained elsewhere into this country is very heavily restricted and and guarded for some reason. I mean, recently you would have seen that our previous, our current um, Home Affairs Minister, who is our previous health minister, one of our previous health ministers, removed the special visa um, requirements from doctors. They've subsequently backtracked and sub-selected certain doctors. But across the board, the thing that we're missing the most in this country is general practitioners. Sure. Um, and then there's the other debate as well. Uh, and this is something that I shared with, with our listeners sometime last year as well. Um, it was a Sky News debate where the question, it, it was a debate around immigration. And one of the issues that were raised there by Immigration Watch was um, whether or not there is a moral question to immigration, specifically when it comes to doctors. Um, should countries that are well off, should first world countries really be taking doctors that come from Africa, considering that the continent is in critical need of them? Uh, it's a very good question, and the, and the very obvious answer is no, they shouldn't. Um, but, you know, to, to try and make the kind of laws that prevent that movement of individuals is almost impossible. Even when countries have approached sort of um, friendly agreements to not do that, it still takes place. People move country for all sorts of reasons, and if you happen to be a healthcare worker, you can't suddenly prevent be obstructed in your plans to move. Maybe your family left overseas. I think it would be a far better approach, if you think about it just logically, from the Department of Health would be to come up with a better retention strategy. That's what they lack. And of course, the problem at the moment is our public health care system is so severely fractured in many places with rampant corruption. I mean, you don't, you just have to look anywhere in the media and you can see this that we're not, we're not um, exerting a proper retention strategy. We're not enforcing a proper retention strategy. Doctors will leave if they can't do what they want to do, what they're trained to do. And then the final one is also that experience of um, the doctor-to-patient ratio and the nuance around how it's different in the public sector versus what's happening in the private sector. Of course, and this is always a very thorny issue. Um, the doctor-patient ratio numbers are much higher in the private sector, um, but getting accurate statistics, and if you just Google this, you'll see what I mean, is very difficult. Um, part of the problem is that a lot of doctors, it's, no one has accurate statistics on how many doctors work in the private sector or in the public sector. Private sector stats are better because mostly they can be taken from practice numbers. So to be able to do any work in the private sector, you have a practice number. And those are relatively accurate. Government statistics should be very accurate. They could just pull them off the personnel um, stats, but try and find those numbers anyway. The government will not 
release them. And that's because a huge number of doctors, maybe as many as a third of all of our doctors, practice in both sectors. And it suits the government's narrative to have them counted in the private sector instead of in the government sector, mm. because it, it suits the narr narrative to, to bring down the private sector, which still is maintaining, despite many challenges, their standard, which the public sector is not doing at the moment. Of course, the best way to solve this is to facilitate much more bridging and cooperation between the two sectors. We saw a little bit of that during COVID. Yeah, Dr. Mark Human, thank you so much for your time. Um, that is Dr. Mark Human from the South African Medical Association. And uh, we haven't even touched on NHI and how some doctors are looking at migrating because of fears that they won't be paid on time if um, NHI would have government being at the center of dispersing the funds.